Hey everyone, this is your host Gabriel here with an important message. First off, I just wanted to apologize. It's been a while since I've released a new episode. Last month, along with the holidays, there were some scheduling issues, bouts with sickness with me and my guests, and me and my family had to purchase a new vehicle right before vacation. The next thing I wanted to tell you is actually very exciting to me and hopefully is exciting for you as well. The next interview you are about to listen to is our very first two-part interview with someone very near and dear to my heart. So strap in and get ready to soak up a great story of restoration from a mentor of mine. Welcome to the Faith and Focus podcast. I am your host, Gabriel, here interviewing a special friend and a mentor of mine, Uh, For those of you that have listened to this or know anything about my story, I'm not from the Oklahoma City area. I'm here by transplant. I'm actually from a little town in Kansas called Colby and uh, grew up there. I was born on a Wednesday. The first Sunday I was alive, I was in an AG church and I went to an AG camp at 11 and I was called into ministry. And so I've been on that path since I was 11 And now I'm a youth pastor in Jones, Oklahoma. But the way I got to Oklahoma was um, I found a Christian university, four-year university on the south side of Oklahoma City called Mid-America Christian University. And while at my time and my tenure at MACU, I got to participate in the chaplaincy program, which was run by the campus pastor. Now, let me tell you about the campus pastor. His name's Matt Cossey. He's here with me today. But it was a Church of God school but he was a credentialed Assembly of God minister. So when I met him, I was like, hey, pastor, where do you go to church? I need a home church. I want to get in plugged into another AG church. And so I went to his church, The Bridge, and that was all she wrote. That was my home church. And so uh, Matt Cossey is my guest today. He is a friend, a mentor. Um, He got to mentor me as a part of the chaplaincy program, but I think he was mentoring me before then anyway. And so he's great, had played a great uh, role in my life, introducing me to my wife at the church and playing a role in that too, man. He's just, man, he's done a lot in my life. Quite a few things. Yeah, quite a few things. So (laughs) I'm going to let Matt Cossey take it away and kind of tell him or tell you guys a little bit about himself. All right. So uh, it's good to be here, Gabriel, (laughs) and um, thankful to play. whatever kind of role, um, sometimes major, sometimes minor, um, in your story. And, uh, I remember that first Sunday you came to, you came to church, mm. you know, or, or like you said, Hey, I'm, a, I'm assembly of God. And I'm like, well, Hey, cause I was pretty hesitant as the campus pastor to use that influence to be like, Hey, come to my church. Well, somebody else told me that you were AG. So yeah. I came to you like, yeah. Hey, you're credentialed AG. And I want to be so there. Between, and there was like, in my time there, I feel like there was two AG guys that came along, there was you and Josh. Josh. Josh Fernandez. Oh, Fernandez. yeah, absolutely. And, but somehow I missed the Assembly of God part of Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and did. And so I was, I was too <laughs> slow on the, on, on the invite to invite him to church. Yeah, um, where did he is, go to church? He went to People's Church. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot and about that. And he like, I think he like served in their kids ministry yeah, on he, Sundays. Yeah, he served and, everywhere. You know, just, you know, heart of gold and... All that kind of stuff, but yeah, I mean, anyway. So yeah, I'm grateful to be a part of that. I remember you came to church with us that first Sunday. We took you to lunch at Johnny, Johnny Carino's, <laughs> and then yeah, it wasn't very long before you were hanging out with the boys and yeah, and and a part of the group, and and then not very long after that, 
dating. Yeah, dating. You know, it's like, God, put it all together. It's crazy how you put it together. I remember your wife saying, well, he didn't say very much at lunch. I wonder if he's going to come back to church. <laughs> we probably scared him off. Right. I was there next week. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, there's a lot, lot. If you're at lunch with the Cossies, everybody's talking. Oh, absolutely. So, um, yeah, we. Uh, so, okay, about me, I, uh, I'm married to my wife, my wife Tamara. We've been married um, since 2006. The quick math on that, 17 plus years. We've got three kids: Emerson, 16; um, Addison, 14; and Wyatt, who is 11. And um, you know, just have shifted as parents from the like they need us to live to um trying to make sure that they're um making good choices and taking the responsibility they have um and 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 their schedule kind of dominates our schedule they don't follow us around in car seats and right strollers and we try to manage what we're doing with them right we do what they're doing (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and we kind of let them, Hey, what do you tell you know, like tonight? We'll be like, Emerson, do you have plans? Um, and, and most of those don't involve us, right? It's yeah. just whether or not she's going to participate in whatever we're doing, we may be doing, yeah. um, which it's, it's so fun. And it's, and as, as former youth pastors, um, you know, having three kids in youth group now and, is why in youth group. Yeah. He's in youth. Group. I was going to ask Went to youth that. camp wow. this summer and I love it. He and his friends, um, there's, you know, there's a group of, you know, sometimes it feels like there's eight of them. Sometimes it feels like there's 25 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, front row. Oh, really? On one Wednesday night, front row in the middle. And, and you know, they're ornery. Oh. And sometimes you got to tell them to be quiet and put, put stuff away. But yep. they're worshiping and and participating. And, you know, they're all, it's which is what you want from 11, 12-year-old Absolutely. boys. If you, can get, if you can keep the energy in church, and sometimes at the, it's at the altar, sometimes it's worshiping. You know, That's how it goes, and around the pre- in and around the presence of God, um, and Addison too. Addison has a bunch of friends like that. They're you know they're a little more fourteen now, so they kind of they're cool. They're they got the yeah, they, they got think some they're cool, cool working on and stuff. <laughs> so, um, so grew up in church. Just you know about me, my parents, my dad was a song leader, um, which is what we would call worship leaders now. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then in church. There was different kinds of music. There was special music. There was choir music. There was the evangelist and his wife would sing or mm. stuff like that. But dad was the leader of like the congregational music. Mom played the piano and the organ. Um, dad was a deacon. Um, so leader. Both my parents at different times in my life were my Sunday school teacher. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And um, I remember my mom, she was, you know, pretty vigilant. You know, she was like, you know, super involved parent. You know, in so, in so many ways, um, but uh, you know, she did all this research on like secular music and what's on TV and and all that kind of stuff. So she would bring all these. Uh, I remember as a teenager, she was our our Sunday school teacher for a while. You know, and like this show has this much sexual content. This show has this many curse oh, words. This so she show, was on. She was plugged so she in. She was like, was back off. You know, you should you should not be watching this. If you want to, <laughs> if you're pursuing a relationship with God. Stay away, Stay you know, away. but she was, um, but just, I, love, I appreciate my parents so much. I appreciate the example they set for me. Um, and so, yeah, grew up in church. I was, um, I don't know how, how detailed I'm supposed to get into like the, I mean, I, I'll wait on like the, when I got saved and stuff like that. But I, as far as I like, called into ministry, um, 
I was 17, and our church used to have, our youth group used to have Thursday night prayer meetings, and I was a pretty spiritual kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Tammy says, like, you were not normal, um, which that's, you know, I'm thankful. Yeah. Um, and uh, and, I re- and some, like me and a couple buddies, you know, we, our whole youth group would, like, pray separately, then we would kind of gather together. And our church was a, a singing church, which makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm, uh, I was yeah. involved in choir and a lot of different singing groups and opportunities growing up. My parents both sang, played instruments and stuff. But uh, sometimes, you know, it was just we, we were so hungry for God and, and, and things like that. After that, like, you know, everybody would pray. We would all pray together. And then it's like, I just can't leave. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go pray again. I'm going to go pray again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember God calling me into the ministry, and he said, uh, speak my word, sing my word. And, um, which I know in some ways like the word preach wasn't in there. Interesting. But it is, you know, it's like, (laughs) I'm calling you to be a preacher. Yeah. Um, and so even in my, in my life as, as a minister, I've had seasons where I've preached more. Um, and, and, but I've learned in, you know, 20 years now of being in ministry, that like that speak my word, sing my word is more like who I am on and off the platform. Like I'm always singing, I'm always mm-hmm. speaking. Um, and I've, I've worked construction. I've been a youth pastor. I've been a music minister. I've been a campus pastor. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the opportunities to fulfill my calling, there have been many, many in a microphone on a Wednesday night in a youth group or leading worship on Sunday morning but always having a song mm-hmm. is part of who I am. And it makes sense for what I do on Sundays. Right. But it's also like it wouldn't matter. I remember working retail and, you know, people be like, man, you're always singing. Always. Always singing. And, I, and it wasn't for me. It's I don't know if it ever was intentional to decide. I think I would have to decide to stop. But just, you know, every situation, every circumstance, just having a song. And then, you know, uh, just I know different times and certainly as a campus pastor, um, when you're having a lot more like in the office conversations or walking around campus conversations or impromptu, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Mm-hmm. Um, that when people, when I make when my call, that part of my calling, speak my word, like the word, you know, you've. It's in, it's in your heart, it's in your mind, and like God just gives you the right thing to say, yep. the right scripture. You know, the Bible says, mm-hmm. and it's like, in, in some ways, I'm like, how, where'd that come from? I'm like, well, you should, it came from reading, it came from study, it came from, but some of it is like, well, it's who I am. Yeah, exactly. It's who I'm called to be. Exactly. And, you know, I've, I've acted maybe appropriately in that. You know, I've, I've read the Bible, so I've, you know, I have a hard time speaking it if I've never read it. Right. But just paying attention in, to sermons and having an open heart and ready to, to receive. And so, as far as like in ministry, I've, I've been, a, I was my first opportunity in ministry, I was a part time youth pastor, worship leader at a church in Texas right out of college. And um, did that for about 18 months, 19 months, and then had an opportunity. So, I didn't grow up Assembly of God like, like right. Gabriel. Right. I grew up independent Pentecostal or uh, holiness. Not Pentecostal holiness, the denomination, but but <laughs> yeah, strict and holy. Yeah, amen. And Pentecostal, 
Um, and uh, then, but that, well, I was actually contacted. My parents had started attending a new church, and that pastor, that church needed a youth pastor. And I had met Pastor Dacus a couple times mm-hmm. um, through my parents at dinner. I'd visited their church when I was in town. And um, for whatever reason, God put my name on his heart, and he called me and offered me the opportunity to be a full-time youth pastor there at their church, and um, which I, I ultimately you know, accepted that opportunity and um, worked there for almost nine years. And then uh, I, was, I remember having a conversation with him where he says, I, I've hired you to be a youth pastor. I know you sing. I get it. I know you do. But right now, what we need, we need somebody to really care about these these kids yeah. and where the youth group was for a variety of reasons. Like, we need somebody to pay attention. To them. To them. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in. But also, back then, we sat on the, the, the preachers all still sat on the platform. Right. On Sunday morning, um, which I'm not sure how much longer that lasted there, but that's maybe a year when I was there before they moved out of the front row or whatever. But mm-hmm. so I'm sitting behind pastor every Sunday morning, every Sunday, just singing. I mean, just, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm not, no, I'm not trying. Again, it's just who I am. Right. Yeah. And you know, I'm not words, trying to put, my I'm, not, I'm not trying to put on, you know, I'm not trying out. Um, but, but somebody, somebody said, but eventually hey. it's like, you know, why don't hey, you sing? Why don't you sing? And, and, and pretty neat thing for me as a, as an adult like my dad had stopped leading worship at the church we grew up at. I mean, seventeen. I was seventeen or eighteen, maybe. You know, and somebody younger, and, and just it just it had just shifted a little bit one mm-hmm. way or the other. Which that you know the whole the church I grew up in story we don't have time for for all all the layers of that today. Um, and that's not the subject of this podcast either. <laughs> um, but uh, dad was actually he had taken because the former youth pastor his wife was the worship leader. Mm-hmm. So there were two roles to fill. Oh, okay. That and were they, in, that were vacant, yeah. but I was only hired to fill one of them. Right. But dad was was leading worship and filling the other one. And so then um you know then I was kind of given permission to be on the team, mm-hmm. on the worship team and back there. And probably one of the the coolest things and one of the things that still I like, I don't know how intentional dad was about it or what, how deep he thought about it. But I certainly now as you know, being 43 years old and having the opportunity to do what I do and, and think about like students at Mackey or teenagers that are coming up under us in church or we're, the people that are being raised up under our ministry um, in music, um, that he switched spots with me. Your dad did? And it was his decision. Mm-hmm. Like he said, it's your time. Um, and like, I mean, I was just, I'm 24 years old, so I'm ready. I'm like, yeah, bring yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. But I think now, and I probably, I didn't appreciate it. I, I wasn't like unthankful at the time, right. but I didn't have the perspective that, you have at, that I have now to right. look back and think, um, like, cause he, he's my hero. Um, and, and I was, I was, I wanted to do, you know, I was called to do it, but I had wanted to do it since I was little because I remember, I remember thinking like, I want to, I want to teach Sunday school and lead and help and lead worship like dad or be mm-hmm. a song leader like dad. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to, to actually, 
in so many ways be passed the baton from him to me. It's pretty cool. Is is was a pretty cool thing and um invalidated it validated a lot of things for me again and and then because now I'm I'm his leader. And then of course you know then Pastor Dacus kind of says, okay, you can do both things. You can do both. Which it wasn't even it wasn't like something I'd gone to his office and like, okay, right. how long? Like, yeah. How long? It was yeah. more just one of those like your dad made he, the decision. He decided my dad decided and then Pastor Dacus was like that's fine. This is right. Yo, this yeah. is right. This is yeah. good. And as long as it doesn't get out of balance, youth first, you know, and youth first, yeah. then, um, then it's cool. And so, yeah, so I was there. Um, and then, um, so yeah, then had, so you were a youth pastor for 10 years, youth pastor for almost nine, almost. Well, I guess for 10 years. Yeah, so the, I with guess the one from, in Texas from, yeah, that church okay. in Texas, which that church in Texas was real little. So like mm-hmm. we didn't have a youth service. Oh, you just hang out. Uh, with we a had. Of I just students. just hung out with yeah. the teenagers that came to church. I got you. Um, and uh, little bitty church. Yeah. You know, and yeah. certainly at that time, and um, so it was more just a relational. I didn't even know if we had a Sunday school class. I don't think. Yeah. It was officially. I, mean, I feel like we we met a few times in a in a side room, but like the we we had church in a storefront. Oh like, there yeah. There was like an office yeah. and then a nursery, mm-hmm. and like. That yeah, those were the extra rooms. Yeah, and then it was the sanctuary. In the sanctuary, and so yeah. um, that makes sense. Yeah, practically there wasn't a facility, but I was you know, I was the guy that was the, the picker upper and dropper offer mm-hmm. yeah, of the I know people how that, that, that needed a ride. Yeah, um, and so uh, yep. yeah, and then um, so then, Texas Bethesda, Texas Bethesda, and then where you go after that? The the, the wilderness. Oh, the wilderness, which is a which is a, a big you know a big part of the the story, and just um, I don't know how to if I we'll get there we'll get well, there. we can get there so we'll just yeah and we'll, then so this uh, the wilderness season um, which was you know I'm thankful for I wish it was never necessary but I'm thankful for which yeah. in some ways re- help help redefine and even help with perspective um, and things like that. And then, um, so had you got married yet at Bethesda? Yes, yes. Okay, so, so, so I, I got moved, I was at Bethesda two, 2004, May of 2004. Tammy and I got married September of 2006. Okay, so get married while at Bethesda. So we were there six more years, six and a half more Did years. Did you have Emerson yet? Emerson and Addison were both born while you were at Bethesda. At Bethesda and Wyatt. Wyatt, was, oh, Wyatt, too. So you had um, all your kids while you were at youth pastor. He was born May of, of 12. And our last, the end of our time there was September. It was August of 12. of 12. Oh, okay. So he was just barely alive. Okay, so we go to the wilderness, which we'll talk about here in Yep. And then from there, we, we, we get planted at the bridge, okay. which is a place of, of restoration and healing mm-hmm. and um, Pastor McNabb. And then, you know, and, and, you know I uh, in my time there, in that whole process of even us singing, and, and, and I, I wasn't singing, I wasn't on the platform, Um until a certain point where Pastor McNabb was like, all right, I need you. You can, you can participate now. Yeah. Um, was that a conversation you had with McNabb? Oh like, yeah. I need some healing. Like, yeah. Yo, oh yeah. No, yeah. Well, he was, I mean, in the situation we were in, it was, you know, there was, it was plenty of, it was obvious right. what we need. And we, we, Tammy and I met with him. I met with him individually kind of on a pretty regular basis for a while. Um, in that season. And, um, I, I started playing, I didn't get to, I wasn't singing or anything. I was playing acoustic too. 
Um, oh, so you were like, I was back there on that little, this little, that, that little six platform. inch square. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I know exactly. And doing, and doing, and I was, I was so happy to be there. So happy, you know, cause I, I, you know, I was in the process of, but I had, I mean, I'd certainly, you know, things that led up to that season. One of the things was like, you know, finding your identity in your, in your, in the calling of your job mm-hmm. versus like the, I don't know, like this is who, or more like saying like, I am, this is who I am, but like, no, I'm actually, I'm actually a son of God first, first, I'm a Christian, I'm a, I'm a husband, all these things that define me. And I had, it's, I mean, I was so excited about my calling right? that, um, I'd lost identity there. And in some ways it had lost maybe a couple, a few things. Um, and, and, uh, again, like there's a lot of. I'm skimming over so much stuff, which it's again okay. is the purpose got, of you we, asking we, we questions. Yeah. But, um, so we were, we were back there, got, you know, back, got back on our feet, our marriage, healthy, us healthy, and then had a chance to work at my brother's church. I was an executive pastor. At Faith Church. At Faith Church. Um, I have a business, my degree is in business. So even though I was yeah. called, um, you know, Bible college just didn't. Yeah, you went to UCF. Line up. I went to OCU, OCU. Oklahoma City University. Mm. It's okay. They always they're the same three letters. Yep. <laughs> um, and I have a business degree. Always stayed plugged in at church. Led worship and youth right. group. Led worship at a college ministry and on the plat on the worship team at church. Um, youth leader, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but I think part of it was because maybe even like because I wasn't called to preach. I'm doing cool air with quotes. Being the executive pastor. Um, well, even as or as a kid, like I wasn't like trying to be a preacher. Right, that makes sense. Where some people like that's all they. Feel that's like they're what called. they're called yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to. I was being in ministry, and I was just doing what you gifted could. with the opportunities. So I'm like, right. I wasn't like to my pastor or my youth pastor. Like I want, I'm a preacher. Right. Give me a chance to preach. Give me a chance to teach. Right. I was great. If those opportunities came along, great. I'll do them. But like, that's not. The only thing that's not what defines me, right? So you were called as a minister, speak God's word, sing God's word, and in this season you were like, faith church executive faith church pastor, executive pastor, using my you business know, degree because business they were degree. about to build a building. Well, well, the, not yet. So like the church when oh, I got okay. there had had a couple volunteers doing the books, right? And, and you know, and, and receipts, and the church had grown from you know thirty people to um, a few hundred. Yeah, at this point. And so you've got three and a half, four years that I'm not a part of that is just, you know, I mean, however official bookkeeping was, or, you know, sometimes it's like there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. There's hard, you know, not a lot coming in on the offering, but we were at a point where like the church was growing and where I came in, it's like in order for us to take the next step, we need a space. Like if we're going to start hiring people, mm-hmm. like officially, not just like, having people volunteer and giving them a little because like contract where yeah, not, not stipend. W- yeah. Yeah. Um, if we're going to hire people, put them on insurance. Like we've got to kind of restructure s- a little bit yeah, yep. or, or set us to a stable structure that in some ways hadn't been necessary to that point. Like, right. They didn't you know, need it because they didn't have the need for yeah. it. Yeah. But okay. it, we were in, and, and, and then part of that became even in the first year I'm there, you know, the church continued to grow. We were doing, I think it was three, we were three services at the time in the storefront. Right. Um, They're on, not still at the storefront no. anymore. No, but no, they were for... They were there, they were at the storefront, I think 
four years, five years, oh, okay, something like that. I mean, a good. I think it was the the third year. The first year was at elementary school. Second year, at a high school auditorium, mm-hmm. and then they rented the the storefront. The storefront, yeah. and it was like year six. I think is when they moved to their building into the. It's a beautiful the building store. now. Yeah, yeah, and Absolutely. so, so then how you know how all things work. So my dad was a construction worker. I have a business degree. I'm called in the ministry. It's all just worship. folding together. All these things kind of come together. And yeah. so here I'm at my brother's church. My business degree helps them. Them. Stability. Yeah. You know, we're 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 in well, we're fully in QuickBooks, you know, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. You know, there's a ledger and it's the same, you know, it's not just receipts and a few different notebooks, but it's all put together. Now it's all on a computer and um just, you know, all those kind of things to the point that, which I didn't even realize this when we started and, and my brother didn't, I don't think. So like a year in or so, 10 months into me working there, we take all that stuff I've been working on to the bank and say, Hey, we need a loan because we're ready to buy a building. Right. And you know, it, it's, you know, you know, Josh, he's a, he's very a big, a dreamer, a go, uh, yep. very driven, those kind of things. So he, who knows how long these things, and he'd probably been looking at buildings and. Oh yeah. He was dreaming way before and, and, you got and, the And had done. options and stuff. Yeah. But we actually, you know, what I was able to do is put together all that stuff. And, um, and, and so that we went to the bank with, 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 you know, legitimate, this is, this is our, this is our yeah. track. This is what God's done to this point. This is what's, this is the income. This is how it's growing. This is the attendance. This is how it's growing. Yeah. This is how we're spending our money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing all the business, all the things like that. And they, um, we bought a bought a grocery store for a um, million bucks, and then renovated it, um, and uh, thirty two, almost thirty two thousand square feet. This this building, and uh, and uh, now it's there. Now it's their it's their church, and basically that that's my second year was was I was a, I was a, the uh, what do you call it? the superintendent the yeah the builder I was the builder yeah, yeah. of that building and so then kind of I grew up my dad in construction so I kind of all the things come together I'm still singing on Sundays and um, all that and um, we're hiring people and yeah and whatever and it was just you know I think that basically we they moved into the church we moved into the the, the new building just after Easter. Um, which I, so I was almost there for two, I was there for right at two years, um, Easter to Easter, you know, you know, two years. And it just became a thing like where it's like, let me say it like this, and this is a, maybe the best way to say it. Like my brother and I, um, our differences, <laughs> um, and again, like growing up, like, well, for one thing, we had never been in ministry together until then. Yeah. You know, I worked for Pastor Dacus in the Assembly of God Church. He had worked at a, at a mega church in Ohio. Um, and so, you know, in some ways we had never tried to work together never tried to, you know, cause I think what we, it's one of those things like where we are different is very complimentary. Yeah. If it's not competitive and clashing. Oh, that makes sense. I've heard that from you before. Right. And, and so like what I bring to the table and what he brings to the table together like, you know, I think either one of us, if you're around us, you're not like so aware of our weaknesses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're around both of us, you're like, I, I'm, I'm like the other half of the coin. 
mm-hmm. or he's like the other, however you want to, you want to look at it. And it just, it was just hard. It just, I mean, I think, um, got to a point where it, it was got kinda... to a point where it's hard. And, and, and even if like he and I could have figured it out, you know, they're just like your, 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 your wives, your, your kids, um, just, you know, you have to decide how hard you're going to fight. Right. Um, and not how much you're going to fight, but like how, you know, let's, do we want to make this work? Right. Yep. Yeah. Is it, do we, do we both see, and I think probably we both had lost sight of maybe the potential and that, you know, I don't need to get, but I'm trying to get too deep into this at all. Right. Um, and so it was just better. It was healthier thing to just go yep. different direction. Yeah. So that season when, at faith church is probably was, it was coming to a close. I'm assuming. Sure. And yeah. Then, and then, then, so this is a, the um, Easter of 2017, mm-hmm. we actually went to we went to Faith Church, and then we went to the bridge because we didn't know where we were going to go. Like we actually right. didn't know where so we were going to go next. Bridge, Faith Church, bridge. Back to the bridge because we needed a place that was our our kids were familiar with. Right, you needed a home base again, and we and, and we needed another place. And I, I remember when we had the conversation. I remember talking to Pastor McNabb and uh, Tammy. And I obviously talking a lot. Like where are we going to go next? We don't know. Tammy yeah. had a really good job. Yeah. At a stable job, I didn't have any. I you know this was, but you know, the church was my job. Right, exactly. So I don't know what I'm going to do next. I could probably I could work for my dad again. I could, and so options we just, were we open. Planted our planted ourselves back there. Even and if and I was like, I remember saying like, if we're going to stay somewhere, it's a good place to stay. Depending on what happens next, right? If we're going to be sent from somewhere. Great place to it's be. It's a great from. place to be sent from. Yes, absolutely. And so, um, and our kids are our, ki- our kids. They know, already know they've it. already been there. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, and I, Emerson actually had continued to go to kids camp with them. Oh, okay. And had Excellent. friends, and so even her, even her as the oldest, with the most memories, was the most comfortable. Yeah, which is great. Which is which was a, a big yeah. positive. So, bridge, faith church, bridge, and then get the interim campus pastor job at Mac yeah, Q. and then that summer. So mm-hmm. that would have been, you know, the, the spring. I kind of didn't have a job. Well, I mean, I, the, the building at Faith Church continued to be something to kind of, you know, there's always loose ends. Right, yeah. Um, and, I, you know, and being, being the, the contractor, I was the person with the most information. So there's a lot of times I was back at the church. Right, getting meeting calls. Hey, where's this? Meeting a plumber, meeting a whatever. This? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, there was somebody on staff that had kind of taken over the facility, and I'd hear from from her Hey, where's this? What's this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, you get that. But you know, I kind of got to spend the summer with my kids. It was kind of like COVID. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, even you though got there a lot of time COVID. with everybody. But yeah, and yeah. and and that was that was a lot of fun. And so then, yeah, then the the campus pastor job became a thing, and it just unexpected, you know. And and but man, it was um, it was a great blessing to me. And um, well, it was wild because they asked you to like. Hey, we need somebody. Would you step in and sure, try to find yeah. somebody? Yeah, yeah. They and I remember. I remember my boss Jessica. Like I remember, I, I saw the stack of like resumes that she was going through, and she was interviewing people. I mean, she interviewed me. I mean, obviously, I was there all the yeah, time. You were already there anyway. Um, funny story too. Like I remember because you know, I was interim. I was full time interim. Yeah, which is weird sometimes. Right. Yeah. Which you know. Was what it was, but like I remember going to the, somebody in the business office, and I needed to like buy something or or have access to like my budget to know like how much money how much do I, do I have left. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know if I can share that with a part time employee, but a full time. And I was like, like, okay, well, obviously you're not ready to have this conversation. <laughs> so I go back to my you know to yeah, to Jessica. Jessica. And I'm like, 
Okay, I, I don't care how this happens. I need to know. But we we have to do. I, we need, we have to do some stuff. Like yeah. if we're gonna like these students that are here this semester, we gotta do some stuff. So I don't care how we spend the money and who processes it. But we need to spend but some like, money. But like we for gotta events. do these things yeah, in order to do these things. And so it all worked out. And then as of like that, the spring semester, I was officially hired. Right. Uh, I think maybe it was officially like February. Yeah. And you just kind of slid into the role and then you were there for five. So I would have been, so that would four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. That's crazy to think about. Um, I know. Isn't that wild? Which uh, maybe a little more than that because when, when they hired Kevin, Kevin was hired right at the semester. Right, and you still stayed From around fall to help to him a little bit. I actually, I think they hired hired him February. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I want to say, and that decision was made, and so then I we were there at the same time for a month. Right, but and by that I mean like I wasn't actually in the office. I basically did chapel, mm-hmm. and um, and maybe maybe I was over a couple. Maybe made sure a couple of events because the chaplains are already still. It's the same group of chaplains. Right, exactly. So we already had a calendar. Yeah, you already had everything set so up. I was going to bring in a new campus. Whatever they too. needed, I was there to help. I was right. I, I was officing at the bridge already. Right. So you now switched to the bridge. Kevin, who I've interviewed here. Yeah, because I used to be part-time yeah. bridge, full-time Mac Yeah, part-time, full-time Mac Then it switched, part-time Mac full-time yeah. bridge. And then now March, you're still... In yeah. March, we did it together, which was... I mean, it was so fun. And... um and I just kidding. In some ways, like I, it, it didn't need to be longer for any reason other than that it would have been fun. Yeah, it was fun to to be with Kevin, and um, that was a really special um, special time for me. And I, and I even loved, you know, he's got his, you know, his feet under him, and he's doing a great job. And, yeah, he's rocking. In so many it. ways, like I remember talking to uh, um, to Alicia, and and even saying. You know, for me, like what I had brought to the table, you know, even as like an old, I mean, certainly in terms of college, like I'm 20 years older than these people. I was getting to the point where like I was in college when they were born, which is all, you know, it's all, it's all good. Mm -hmm. But like, even like the way I use social media, the way I use stuff like that, I'm like, different. if you could get somebody in here that kind of has some, a similar, you know, same spirit, you know, is connected to the school, whatever, but just some of the things that Kevin's been able to do with. And just the, the stuff he puts on social media and the way they you know promote or even just show like this, like the worship experience. Like, I don't know how di- I'm not there on, on, on chapel. So I don't know how different it is one way or the other in chapel, mm-hmm. but the way that when they're presenting it, I'm like, man, I wish we would have been doing that. Yeah. And I'm and so for me, it's like, I'm so glad that somebody that's in that seat now, like I've got confidence in that they're continuing what in some ways, what I picked up, uh, this is the spirit of this school. This is why we're here. This yeah. is the vision, the heart, President Fozard and all the people from way back at Gulf Coast. Like, you know, I felt like I do my best to try to connect to those things. Right. And like, let's carry the important things forward. We can, we can leave some of the we can leave behind, stuff behind. Yeah. We can pick up new stuff that doesn't matter. But the things that matter, let's pick them up and pass them on. Yeah. And I feel like that, you know certainly that Kevin's done that, and then just the all the other stuff that goes with being a campus pastor in 2023. Yep. He's so much better at than I was. 
It's just different. Yeah. He just yeah. Does I mean, just, it's just, but different generations. Yeah. it's an, and, and, but I think, but that even like, and I remember like saying like him and Linda and their little baby and, and just the way that students enter, have an opportunity to interact with the family. Yeah. With a young family. That's that young yep. where my family was more like, I was going to skip Mackey basketball games. So I, could go I was going to go games. to my kids basketball yeah, exactly. games. Um, and so like, that's the season we were in. Exactly. And, um, Yeah. And so, so we made that switch, and then now it's been two years, almost two full years. At the bridge. At the bridge, yeah, yep. as of January. Yep. Full-time music. And I get to preach on the 31st. Hey, big time. So I get to preach every once in a while. Every once in a while, that's good. And and they trust me to talk. That's good. You know, during that. worship. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, there's the, there's the, that's the really long, shortish version. Yeah, that's so the, many that's, detours that's along the way. It. Yeah. Okay, but so... Yeah. Yeah, we, we pretty years. much yeah everything. So we got all all Matt Cossie's credentials and getting him and his bearings. So I think I mean I don't think there's any better way to just say, all right, where's your, what what's your testimony look like? Okay, so this is so I told you like before on the way up here I called my dad, and so I don't have a really good, I guess a really good, like before Christ testimony. Yeah. Um, as far because, and, um, I was actually pretty, Oh, I was, I was getting on the phone. My dad, I was, I was, I kind of stirred up and I was kind of emotional about it again. Cause so there's two specific times I remember, um, experiencing the presence of God responding to, to the, to the love, the presence, the maybe even, I don't know, at four or five years old conviction. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what had I done, you know, right, the, yeah, or, the, or how, how, how aware was I of sin in, in my life, but just right. aware of God, aware of his love for me and, and responding to that. Right. So our church, the church I grew up in, this would, I would, I would have had to be about four years old. Okay, four years old. So, you know, I wasn't keeping a journal at this right. time. <laughs> there was a specific service. Our church had was building a new sanctuary, mm-hmm. and and we had already moved out of the old one, and we're meeting in like a warehouse. Okay, you know, in, in a in a in a in a, in a, in a um, like a corporate park kind of thing where there's different businesses and right. stuff, and um, just like folding chairs. Yeah, you know, it was just an empty, very minimal. concrete room. Yeah, you know. I know what we did with drums back then. It had to be so yeah, loud, metal be, walls yeah, and stuff. Um, but there was there wasn't even an altar. There was just choir risers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I remember a service where at four years old, I prayed longer than everybody else. As oh, long as I can remember it. <laughs> and I remember, you know, I, I'm up there with my hand, my head in my shoulder, in my in my armpit like this, and and just praying. I didn't know what I was praying about. Right. And uh, maybe I was, I mean, who knows if I was just imitating, but I, you know, it was real for me. And I remember like, it's so funny. Like, I don't, I, why in the world would no one have been like sitting with me at four years old? Yeah. Why, why does this like, get up here? You know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember turning around and almost feeling like I looked at the whole church. Like they're waiting on me to get done. Like, yeah. What's this for? Like, can you can you leave? We want to get on with the service um, and go to lunch. Yeah, or whatever. And I just but I just remember like that, you know, like wanting to pray, wanting to pursue God, like that sense of that. And then once we we moved into the new building, and I mean this is one of those things like I could take you, 
to the to spot, the spot mm-hmm. on the carpet on the platform. So I wasn't on the platform for any reason other than that. Like it was, I think it was like a, a, not a Sunday night service or something where the choir had sang and like the Holy Spirit started moving, and you know, pastor does that he didn't preach, but people start coming to the altar and praying, and you know, just one of those kind of good Pentecostal mm-hmm. Holy Ghost services. And I remember, and again, like there's this thing in me. Like I, I love Jesus as a kid, and I remember I have a cousin. Her name's Tara. Like she was there. I don't remember what I was praying about. I just remember like worshiping and experience crying mm-hmm. and experiencing the love of Jesus in a personal and a real way at four or five years old. at four or five years old. And then we used to do a thing called booster band. So after Sunday school, the kids would come up on the platform and sing like these, like father Abraham. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then the last song we would sing was this little, like come into my heart, come into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today, come in to stay. And we would sing that, and we would turn around, similar to how I, had, you know, at four, we would all we would sing it, but we would turn around and kneel, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and the church would like stretch their hands out their direction of the Lord, save our kids. Yeah. And so, in so many ways, because of that, and because of that repetitive practice, I probably like prayed that prayer many times. Dozens and dozens of times as part of that song, but because of that song... You knew how to pray it. I knew how to pray that prayer. Yes. So in response to a message, in response to... um, Like, I never necessarily... I don't ever remember... Like, I know that like my parents brought, like, things for me to do. We're going to church all the time. Right, yeah. Color or whatever, but I I just don't remember a time being... Where I wasn't kind of open to what was happening. Mm -hmm. And and that was what I I got emotional about, like... I'm so thankful that even before I was able to decide, right, re, like, you know, that there was a yes in my heart toward God. Like, I, was like, I wasn't, you know, I, we're not born with that, like, necessarily. Right. Yeah. Like, but whatever, like, however, I was just open to the God and the Holy Spirit working in my life. And, and so then we moved to Texas for two years, um, first and second grade. And that was, you know, Pretty, pretty normal kid time for me, and we had a good church down there. I actually went to Assembly of God Church oh, okay. in Plano, Texas. So that was my first, like, we, we, we weren't Assembly of God, but at the same time we were, like, we believed right, exactly were, yeah, the same thing. Exactly. Um, and um, I remember, the biggest thing I remember about that is that my parents would sing in church. My dad wasn't the worship leader down there, but they would invite my parents up to sing, you know, oh, the two okay. of them, yeah. or like them and another couple would sing songs together. Yeah. And I remember at that old, like, I could sing, my parents sang, and so sometimes they would want me to come sing with them. Oh, really? You no, know, it's like that's like kind of small church kind of. Oh yeah. How old are you? Stuff. I'm I'm six or seven. Oh okay. First, second, third, okay. second grade, and you know I'm not like carrying. I'm not singing. No, I'm not featured in any way. But like, you know, come sing with us. Yeah. Um, and people always appreciated like. Hey, thanks for having your kid up there. This yeah. is So encouraging. And I remember, I remember that it felt like a big deal to me. Mm. And on one hand, I didn't want to do it. Because I was embarrassed, it was, but like, and so I'd fake like I was asleep oh. in the pew, because that was a normal thing for a kid to uh, yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because I'm we like, okay, they're the gonna ask just... my parents to sing, and my parents are gonna take me up there. I don't want to stand up in front of those people. Right. And but I I remember part of it was because I wanted to. You didn't want to because you wanted to. Right. Yeah. Because I it's like you know there's a it's like this mixed up sense. You know I'm, I'm seven or eight years old, so like what do I do with that? Mm-hmm. 
but I was, I was, um, I, I loved it. It wasn't like I didn't like it or right. Um, so then we moved back to Oklahoma. Okay. And you know, I'm, st- I'm, I'm this whole time, like I'm always participating in church. I'm a Christian. Yeah. You're a Christian. You, you're now have like the um, notional I'm, faith. Yes. Like, and, 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 in church. you know, continuing to pray, you know, and, uh, praying these prayers. And, um, I remember, um, a service to where I, uh, I was 10 by this time and go down the church, going down the altar and praying with and for one of my friends. And, and I, and I end up, you know, praying for him. And it turns into like, you know, stirring up God's desire in my own heart. And the next thing I know, I'm laying on my back, speaking in tongues, filled with the Holy Spirit 10 years. Old. So like, there's just, even then, like, I know, I know people that like, they've tried to get the Holy Ghost, oh, yeah. you know, try, 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 try. And, and it becomes this thing even into adulthood. And, and then they're like, well, I'm apparently I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Or, you know, in, in, in that kind of initial physical evidence and stuff like that. But again, here I am, 10 years old. I do have this heart that just is open to, to God. Right. Desiring more of God. Um, and so that's when, are you saying this is when? And this is when I get filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. And and again, I'm not, I don't, at this point, I don't feel like I'm old enough yet to like know. Like, I know I'm no. saved. I know I've got, I know, but like. Like my and my faith was my like my experience. So it was like this: like my my experiences were more my own, my decisions were my own. Mm-hmm. But so then, fast forward a little bit. I'm 13. Okay. My youth pastor, who was my pastor's son, gets radically saved. Okay. Uh, who he he also side note he had taught me how to play the drums. Oh, okay, that's cool. nine, ten, eleven years old. Yeah. And so that's that was my first. Now, which I was much more comfortable with that window than the microphone window at the time of like play the instrument, play the instrument, and yeah. it was so cool playing the drums. At oh, church. always, so always. Cool. Um, and I would get to play for altar services, or if like three people were sick, you were there. I was the guy. I was number number three, and four, and I'm eleven. Yeah, ten or eleven years old. So yeah. I mean, I'm, there's not an eleven year old at our church that I would let play the drums. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, no, no way, no chance. <laughs> um, and so, but so we start having these prayer meetings. Yeah. And so this is my first opportunity. Like I had, I remember I, I, I felt like after a church service one, I don't even know how old I was at this time. Like I, I had these things like God would stir my heart and I'm like, I'm going to write the whole Bible. Oh. So I got my Bible out and, and I got just notepad wrote it. out. And I'm like, in the beginning. <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't make it very far. Right. You yeah. know, because I mean, such an, and I've already got it. Yeah. Like it's, in, it's in my hands. It's in, I don't need to write it. I, but it was just, but there were things like that. Yeah. This, this, I remember an evangelist coming through, um, I'm 10 or 11 years old and our church was like a shouting, dancing kind Holiness. of church, Holy, Holy ghost church. Pentecostal. And this guy, man, he was a fireball and he talked about like, um, you know, standing up uh, the Holy spirit, God speaking to him in his room to, to get up and dance and shout and jump in his room and give him praise. Like give me, you know, praise, praise me. And I remember being a kid and obviously I, in, in my own, just that, again, that yes in my heart, like, okay. Yeah. And I remember laying there and I like, I don't, you know, I didn't have time to figure out whether God was speaking to me or I was thinking this because of him. Right. But here I am. And I'm like, and God's like, dance. dance. And I'm like, okay. So I stand up in my room, dance before the just Lord, dance before the Lord, man. <laughs> and, um, and just that, I mean that, that whole, but, and all these are like formation times, you know, just significant encounters. 
But at 13, we started having these prayer meetings. And be, and so the I knew I knew how to pray. Right. But like I didn't know how to like pursue God. Yeah. You know, and, and I wasn't maybe old enough in some ways. You know, maybe like Samuel, like, okay, that's your voice. I'm going to hear it. Right. Speak mm-hmm. in that kind of way, but not like I'm actively. I mean, I remember learning. I started learning how to fast, but like when I was 13, it was probably the time when like my relationship with God, like I took ownership of it. Yeah. Um, this is good. something I'm walking with the Lord. Yeah. Um, I've got. I've, I've been. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit, but now I want to follow. You know the Holy Spirit and. Um, and so, yeah. And so in so many ways, that's like, that's kind of like the salvation story. Yeah. You went from like when you were four or five, like these encounters church. I know I need to be saved Sunday school. Yeah. The, what what was the booster band? Yeah. Like I need to be saved. And then 13, like, no, I, I need this. Yeah. There is no other way. And and, and even like, and and, yeah. And, and, and praying some of the same prayers again. Um, but feeling like and believe like I had a a, a, a level of perspective and appreciation that I, I never had before. Like the, some of the other ones were like open innocence. Mm-hmm. And at 13, I still, you know, I still wouldn't, I wouldn't like a rank center, but just an awareness right. of my, I need the Lord or yeah. even what it felt like. I remember at times 13, 14 years old, like what it felt like to try to pray and almost like, you know, and God, I think God does this. It's almost like God had kind of like gone around the corner so that I would pursue him. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not stopping until. And, 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 and like, and so I'm still over here and I'm like, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't I feel you? Like I want to feel your presence. Why can't I experience? I'm not, it's not normal. You know, this isn't normal. You're, you're distant from me and talking to my parents, talking to my youth pastor about that and being, and then being like, just. You know, sometimes it's that way, you know, mm-hmm. you're, whether it's, and you just got to be faithful. And, and in some ways it's almost like God is saying, come on. Yeah. Like pursue. Mm-hmm. And even when I, when, even when you can't feel me, yeah. when I feel distant, I'm not speaking and, to you in these moments, he says, keep coming. And like, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like I had a conversation in, me and Tammy did with, with Emerson this week. And, and part of that, like I referenced like, there's so many things in my life foundationally in my faith that were built from 13 to 17. Absolutely. In Thursday night prayer meetings. Absolutely. And it was hearing other people pray and that like stirring things up in my own heart. But then it was also me, you know, f- f- you know, experiencing what it was like to intercede and, and experience what it was like to, you know, to be praying not just for myself, but then all of a sudden to be praying for somebody else and to be just as passionate about God, do this in their life. And I yeah. believe in Sunday, you know, Sunday this, that I'm going to see this and this happen. And like that activation of the faith, which also like back to the you know, 17, when the calling thing happened, I keep doing things visibly. Yeah, I'm visibly, the air quotes. The, the microphone can't see that. Um, I remember being a kid, 10, 11, 12 years old, and we would be, play Bible quiz in Sunday school, and I knew all the answers, mm-hmm. which I mean is a tribute to my parents, right? Sunday school teachers, but it's also a, a, a foreshadowing of like, like, even now, like the Bible says, that this character, what about this character? Oh, yeah, that, hold on a second. 
isn't that so-and-so who was this and yeah. and did that? And and that was before the, you know, those kind of things. And I just remember like if you were on my team we were in winning. Bible quiz, we were gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it'd be like, okay, Matt and and there's other boy Aaron who's pretty good. Okay, Matt and Aaron can't answer. Oh <laughs> that's funny. And then you know, I'm sitting over there going, Hey, 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 oh, hey it's this. It's this Moses. <laughs> Like, you know, um, that's funny. And, um, and so, but you know, so then when, when, the, when the calling comes like this specific, like it's all these desires and all these things and sing, you know, getting a chance to sing and, and it's validation, but it's also like commission. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so that I, I would say like, and I kind of, I kind of knew this, like asking you, like your parents were the deacons and, yeah, and yeah. song leaders and your grandparents even were like sure plugged yeah. into church yeah. and so i knew like i knew you had grown up in church i knew like as well as i know you i knew you had grown up in church i imagined and i actually didn't know how similar your story looked to mine yeah. in that sense because like four or five years old you accepted the lord yeah. i accepted him at like my parents told me the I was also story ba- ba- of like at 10 i was, ba- I was like, baptized in water at 10 okay so yeah too. so yeah yeah so like i was my, my parents told me i was three got saved baptized at like eight or 10 yeah. and then baptized in the Holy ghost with, which, you know, whether you, whether you believe in that or not, that's fine. But like, that's when it happened for <laughs> sure. me, 10 years yeah. old, 11 years old. It's and, like, you don't have to believe it, but it was real for me. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was real for me, you know? <laughs> and, um, yeah. And so just those ideas of like, okay, so that's kind of like how we got to the place of notionally, I need this 13 and 13 to 17 being building block years. And so, um, I think there's a big story that I'm still looking forward to in the wilderness years. <laughs> yeah. But I think next, like the AD, Matt is now like, I need Jesus more than I need Matt. Yeah. And so like, does the calling come now? Like speak my word, sing my word, or is that already? You mean like the next thing in my life? Yeah. Is that like what's coming up next or? Thank you for listening to the Faith and Focus podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this story that gives God the glory. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. There's victory in the blood of Christ and there's victory when we tell our stories. So I challenge you today, if you know someone in your life who's going through something similar to the story you heard today, take a moment, pray, and send this podcast to them and see what God will do. And if someone cared enough about you to send you this podcast and you feel a tug on your heart to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all you got to do is say, Dear God, I know I messed up, but I know you still love me. Will you be the Lord of my life and join me on this journey? If you pray that prayer today, there's a few things that I would encourage you to do. First, celebrate. This is the most important decision in your entire life. And if someone sent you this podcast, make sure to tell them that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior so that you can enjoy your newfound hope with your friend. The second thing I would encourage you to do is text the name Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, to the number 27. One two six. When you do that, you'll receive a link with a website with eight short videos that tell you a little bit about the Christian walk without all the Christianese 
behind it. Lastly, I tell you to find a church, to get plugged into a new community, and find those that would celebrate your newfound joy with you. Also, don't forget you can listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Thank you guys for all the support, and for all you listeners out there, I'm praying for you, and we will see you in the next one.